support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. This is the Marketing Rules Podcast. Do you know the new rules of marketing? Here is your host, James Whitelock. Welcome back. This is a special podcast I recorded live at the L&D Cares Career Growth Summit. Hope you enjoy. So welcome everybody to the Marketing Rules Podcast. If you're not familiar uh, with the Marketing Rules Podcast, one, why not? Where have you been all this time? Um, But really the podcast for anybody who's kind of new to this is for people within recruitment, uh, people who are interested in recruitment, people have a little bit to do with marketing. People have a little bit to do with marketing and recruitment, uh, and just generally people have kind of are interested in kind of the, that that kind of thing. Um, and today, obviously, we are broadcasting from the L and D Cares Career Growth Summit 2020, um, which has been amazing for the last kind of three days. I've dipped in and out myself. I haven't been able to kind of be here for the whole thing just because the, the the timings don't aren't conducive to being to being in the UK. But I'm here joined by uh, Liz, who is one of the organizers. I'm joined by Michelle, and I'm joined by Mike. And we're just going to go around the room and just have a little chat with everybody in the next half hour to get their kind of feedback on the, uh, on the summit itself and how everybody and what everybody can, their, their takeaways from the summit. So first up, Liz, hello again. Yes. Uh, hello. Any, anyone, who's, anyone who's listened to the podcast will remember Liz from our uh, uh, what, what Recruitment Can Learn from 80s Movies episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which went down very well, which went down very well. Um, you know, and we're, we're already lining up our sequel. Uh, so Liz, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the summit, uh, and what kind of, what, what, uh, what the, a little bit about the agenda, what people you, you wanted people to get from it and, um, and how well it's been. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have you here, James, as part of our LND Cares Career Growth Summit. Um, it was a little bit of a brain hiccup. So I'm a part of this group called LND Cares, which is um, basically we're all volunteers. And this is something that we've had a hard time of explaining is that we're not actually um, a nonprofit. We don't have nonprofit status, et cetera. We're just people who care. Um, hence the name L and D cares. Um, and (laughs) that aspect of, you know, what is our role to support one another in terms of, we are the honeycomb of support to one another. Um, as we look to the world of work is changing, the role of learning is changing. How can we help support folks, um, to really think about as, as more people are getting furloughed and losing their jobs, and as the skills being asked of learning are changing, 
um, we came together and said, okay, how can we help really help folks think, you know, not to look for the job that they have right now, but to look at the potential for the work that they're capable of. So really reframing and tapping into um, that, that learning and that support work network that we want to do. And so we said, like, um, we wanted to do this career growth summit timing wise before October, Mm -hmm. because we know October is going to hit um, globally, basically harder and people who were on furlough. This is, this is going to be a very impactful time. So we said we, we needed to be at the forefront of that and say, okay, Um, What do we need to do about not just talking to and complaining about the things that aren't working in terms of being able to get that next job or that next career step? And, you know, oftentimes it goes into that desperation mode um, or this ghosting, what happens there, not really necessarily understanding. So we said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could get the talent acquisition folks together? Wouldn't it be great if we could get like our professional organizations who advise us on the future of learning together? Wouldn't it be great if we got HR vendor tech, um, who does stuff in, uh, in learning and talent, and TA to be a part of this conversation that we can get together and say, okay, how can we make talent matching better uh, in the now of work, but also be future ready. And so that it's not a soul sucking process, <laughs> but that it's actually to be enriching. Yeah. So, so that was our, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think you've hit that, right. It's, it's, it's been a great kind of three days. Mm, yeah. I've I've been every single day. So we had like day one was perspective building of, you know, really how do we understand where the other one's coming from using that time to actually have real conversations around, you know, what is the business impact of L and D? What are folks looking for? You know, it's not just within our silos. It's really broad, you know, who, who needs L and learning, understanding some, some financial, uh, some fundamentals about TA but then also saying, you know, what are those career transitions and what are some of the perspectives as we look to these things and having panel discussions to talk them out? Because quite often it's when do we have the opportunity for constructive you know, discussions? And so that was day one, building perspective. We had a little bit of a dance party at the end um, with some very hats, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> On the second day, we did, you know, future ready, you know, to say, okay, is this is this fit for purpose? If, you know, I like to say the sourcers who, who espouse, you know, we, we source people for jobs, not jobs for people. With so many people being furloughed or losing their work and, you know, a lot of great talent out there. How could we use those mad skills of our sourcers to think differently, even just as a former internal talent manager, just knowing who who I have in the organization, where's the critical knowledge? So help having those skills using a little bit differently. So there we looked at, you know, oftentimes we in learning are are the worst at our own development. So (laughs) we looked a little bit at, you know, what is the workforce of the future? What's the future of learning? How are we taking care of ourselves and our own learning? Um, and then dove a little bit deeper as to what's going on in learning technology, what's going on in learning strategy that we need to rethink and think broader rather than just looking at training, but saying, okay, what's, how are we, um, being potential and performance consultants, which is that, that next stage and, and really being those coaches. We also had a really, really impactful and wonderful discussion around diversity, um, 
equity and inclusion, really about that around that aspect of not putting a Band-Aid on um, because it's currently very much a hot, a white hot topic around um, Black Lives Matters, et cetera. But how are we in learning really being at the forefront of tolerance, equity, and thinking of different ways about things so that really we can have sustainable cultures of inclusion and working at it systemically. So that was really a lot of the cool discussion. Then we had an Ask Me Anything show at the end to, to round it off. Um, we had uh, some 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 jokes about chicken nuggets. So I will put that in there for Michelle. <laughs> um, and she'll follow up on that one. Um, and then on, on for, and then today we did a session on co-creation, you know, so here out of that imagination, what can we do to say, OK, looking back. You know, what did we learn? What, what can we take away that we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater in terms of, you know, how can we do culture renovation? How can we do learning renovation by building upon what we have, but also taking that opportunity to say what would be helpful to reimagine for the future? And how do we take the energy of today and continue to move that forward? Because this community, this honeycomb is really where the opportunity lies. And so... That was the morning right now in parallel to this podcast, an awesome talent fair is going on. Um, and I'll let Michelle talk a little bit more about that because she was uh, directly involved in that. And then we're going to close out and just say, okay, what are those next steps forward as we want to continue on having an open networking? There may be some additional dancing that will go <laughs> on. but. Uh, so what I kind of take from that is you're just basically not shying away from some really big subjects. Basically, that's kind of what I that, that's what I'm kind of taking from this. Um, so yeah. you mentioned Michelle. So I'm going to have that. So, Michelle, um, let's kind of tell me about the talent fair that's kind of going on at the minute, because Liz has kind of brought it up. I, I mean, we'll have a chat about it for your, your kind of takeaways from the from the summit in general. But tell us a little bit about the kind of uh, your 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 role with the uh, the talent fair. Well, I didn't really have a role except to make sure everybody got in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty critical. I mean, that's critical to be honest, you know. I've been doing a lot of the back end stuff, uh, running around the conference, if you can run around a virtual conference. <laughs> um, but I did, uh, I am trying to transition out of a corporate role into a consulting role. And because of that, I sort of took advantage of the talent fair as well. And I talked to one group about the secret sauce to consulting. And then I went and I reminded a recruiter from another company that she'd talked to me a couple months ago. So <laughs> uh, okay. And how did, that, how, how, did, how, did that, how did that go down? That went well because it was for, um, I'm looking at moving into uh, live online events. Yep. And um, that's what this is. I've done a lot of work with it. Not as much as Liz, but a lot. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I just reminded her that, hey, this is what I'm uh, doing. This is what I did. This is what you were looking to hire me for. Add this mentally to my resume, please. <laughs> and it worked because she got to see me face to face. Um, now she'll have a face to connect to that phone conversation we had a yeah. month or two ago. So um, I think that's really important. I think the the application we're using, Remo, really facilitates non-creepy networking. <laughs> <laughs> as because, opposed to the, uh, the the really creepy networking kind of um, video well, conferencing sometimes if everybody if everybody's just in a, a zoom room you just all stare at each other and this gives you this nice little uh 
the real life metaphor of everyone sitting at a table and certain yeah. people and then people knock to get in, which always makes my dog bark, but um, people knock to get in. So, you know, someone's coming into the table. And then, uh, so then you get to have a conversation just with like two or three or four people and that's it. So it's, it's much more like sitting at a table at a, a an in-person conference. And I think that's why the talent fair is going to succeed is because you get to sit there, you get to talk to actual recruiters. I know there's someone here who has a lot of positions at Google he's looking to fill. I know there's another group that has like 10 tables, they care group, they actually sponsored the talent fair. And uh, I know they have a lot of consultant positions to fill. So I'm hoping a lot of people will leave here with the right contacts to move further in interviews. Um, and that's what you want, though, right? I mean, that's right. one of the one of the keys to this, to this, if anything, is some people leave this in a better position than they came into it, right? That's, right. that's, that's what you want here. That's what you want here. Um, I'm going to just move over quickly to Lulu, who has just kind of, who has joined us um, while, uh, while Liz was giving her intro. Uh, uh, good afternoon, Lulu. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Yeah, I was in the uh, wrong main room one. Don't worry, I don't, I, I've also got confused with all the rooms that are going on. on on numerous occasions. I've even ended up on the wrong floor on a couple of occasions, so um, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, so Lulu, what is kind of what's the reasoning for for you being at the summit? Well, I am an emerging learning specialist, so I'm new in this world of uh, learning and development. Uh, before I was a teacher. And, uh, you know, it has been amazing to help Liz to, uh, and the other folks to co-create the co-creation session. And uh, I think I have learned a lot. And I love that in this kind of environment, environment we, are, we are all, there is no difference, right? Mm -hmm. I have talked with people in senior level positions and probably in a face-to-face -face environment, I would be, I, I don't know what I can say to that 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 person he has a lot of experience but here we have a safe environment and our ideas are valuable for and and i think the most important part is that will the, this event help us to see our lnd roles mm -hmm. in a positive light that we can do change and even if the world is crazy now there's something positive that we can do yeah, I completely agree. So Liz mentioned the co-creation uh, session this morning. So t can you tell me a little bit more about that? Uh, well, yeah, I will talk about the main part. Uh, it was the time machine. So we were traveling from uh, the pre-COVID um, time into the COVID, and we were also in the future. So we were trying to imagine what things can we take from the past that will be useful now and will be and can be useful for the future. And also what things do we need to leave behind? And, you know, it was amazing to see how we were uh, building upon our ideas and that we have similar perspectives, but also there are uh, things that we need to, uh, you know, take out of the L&D world. Yeah. And was that a popular session? Did you get many people to kind of turn up? Was there a lot of um, kind of collaboration going on? Yeah, yeah. I think it was amazing, you know, to see people from different feet. I mean, L between L&D, but also vendors and HR people. And uh, we were all co-creating, uh, you know, seeing from a different perspective uh, what's going on in the learning environment. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to bring Mike 
onto the if he's going to join me uh i can see him nodding i think the dog has now left the vicinity so yeah <laughs> um so mike just kind of give us a little bit of a uh, let's let's know who you are and and how comes yours at the uh, summit yeah i first of all thank you for letting me be here this is uh, mike. awesome here he is can you hear me okay all right fantastic so i just love yeah this. we can hear you um, now yeah so i was wrestling a 65 pound dog that saw another neighbor's dog that was very unhappy about that. And while dogs are <laughs> capable of love, I guess I'm present with this right now. They're also capable of anger and we're all feeling a lot of emotions, right. In, in the time that we're in. And, you know, this is something Liz and I've talked about a lot in some ways. I think all of us here and a lot of people in L and D were kind of a special thing that I would call elves. You know, when, when I think of an elf, I think about, the ability to grow things and nurture things and do magic. And we're sort of small and we can hide out, but we can make a big difference in some ways. And I feel like this whole movement of L&D Cares is like a, tr a little bit of maybe, maybe a tribe or a band of elves coming together to say, we're here to find you. We're here to take care of you. We're here to give you new magic in your life. We're here to give you special potions and we're, and we're here to connect each other and to support each other. And from the first meetings and discussions about this to this as, as a really great point in time, you know, as we're wrapping up the, the summit here today, this isn't, this isn't the um, end of something. This is the beginning of a long, a much longer journey of really creating valuable community connections um, and helping elves find their way. Let, let's all help <laughs> each other. We got a big band of elves here. The tribe showed up for the summit. And it, we just got to build a community because the magic that we can make together, we can make for companies and we can uh, make differences for each other is just monstrously huge. So, so uh, was there not really much of a, a community before this, you know, was, was there nothing kind of like this already happening that was that everybody could kind of uh, tap into? I, I mean, I, I think there's always informal and formal communities that are out there and there are a lot of different types of communities that, this, at, at, I think at the formation, really had the, the design tenet of how do we really take care of people? What is the true need that is out there that is emerging? And I think a lot of thought was put into that, which is how do we help people think about where they can grow? How do we give them channels to plug in? How do we give them a support network? How do we give them a growth network? So I, I, I think we all informally do this for each other already as, as friendly elves. But I think it's the, the band of elves here that's making this something that's really deliberate, really specific, and a really focused movement. And, and what's, what's your background, Mike? Um, I'm a former researcher uh, from the National Institute of Standards and Technology. I started a tech and consulting firm back in 2004. Um, I, I'm, I have a lot of different things I like. really like design thinking, but I have a background in, in um, modeling and simulation. And um, I just love building products. And uh, my company was acquired by Allen Interactions last year and uh, working, working with some great folks over there to build really cool things. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Um, Michelle, I'm, I'm going to come get you. So um, what are your kind of takeaways from the summit? What have you learned? Uh, what's the thing you've enjoyed the most? Uh, you know, um, I've made some really good connections out of this, and there is even a potential consulting job. I've made. 
yes. made out of this from something else yesterday. Um, but, uh, and I said this in our closing yesterday, but just to reiterate, I came out of, I'm very technical. And so I was hosting the track on learning tech, but we can use it for. And, you know, there's a lot of things we need to embrace the technology. There's a lot of stuff out there, higher view that you have to go through AI that's measuring your facial engagement, <laughs> mm -hmm. your personality based on your words and things, but we need to embrace the technology and learn how to work with it because it's just going to keep going. And there were a lot of key points of where learning and development is going in the future. Um, and of course it is going to use technology. And uh, two of the things I took away is that in the past learning and development, we just take orders and we design the training and then we do another project. Well, now every single speaker yesterday said, we need business acumen. We need to be able to talk to the business, understand our business, understand how what we're doing will benefit the business. We need to understand the numbers. Are we saving the money? Are we making money? Usually you're not making money in training. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're helping save money by reskilling and upskilling your um, the employees. The other thing I took away is that I think it was Don Snyder yesterday said that we are shifting from being the stage on sage on the stage to the guide on the side. So we're going nice. to be more of nice. coaches <laughs> and consultants instead of being up there, just giving a, you know, a class on training. It's not just a one and done kind of thing anymore. And so that's, that's the vision of the future I took away yesterday um uh so we do obviously i'm in, in marketing and it, it always seems that kind of marketing and learning and lnd are kind of yeah, like last yeah. last in first out basically as well that always kind of feels a bit like that you know <laughs> yes um, <laughs> and that happened last year i i uh my team the learning team was eliminated i was yeah. at oracle for seven years and we were eliminated so yeah first out <laughs> Um, and it kind of does that you, you do get that kind of feeling that um, it completely underappreciated in some businesses and uh, uh, and it comes down to just sheer cash basically you know where where's it, it, yeah. is it making money or is it not making money uh, which is absolutely ridiculous uh, and, and you know you do you don't measure it that way that's not the way to measure it basically is, is it bringing in cash you know yeah. Yes. And, you know, I, um, I'm currently a, uh, I'm currently before I transition out, I'm leading a, a team to modernize the training at United Parcel Service. And uh, because it is very much a one and done environment. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had to finally, for the first time in my career, really start aligning what I'm doing to the business needs. And I'm having to learn Excel um, yesterday, yesterday, someone who, uh, they, they specialize in pre, uh, Carolyn Brandt works for go one and she specializes in content. You can just grab and use, you don't have to create it yourself. You can curate. Well, she said they saw an uptick with COVID of people taking Excel courses. And I can tell you, I've been one of those people, but <laughs> <laughs> I've had to learn the numbers of my business yeah. in the last, um, well, in the last year, I've had to really start to understand that. And for me, it's very difficult because I'm more of a I'm technical, but I'm also creative. I can't do math to save my life. So um, it's, but it's important. Uh, Everybody learning needs to learn math pretty fast. 
Um, yeah. Also, as someone in learning and development, surely learning should be second nature as well. It should be something that we you you just advocate generally. You know, what I mean, you always should right. be kind of we should, we should all be kind of lifelong learners, really, at that point. Exactly, um, and and I have to say, Don Snyder said another beautiful thing yesterday. She said, uh, "We are now supporting our learners through the entire life cycle of their mm-hmm. career, so it is it is a lifelong learning thing." Obviously, yeah. I took lots of notes when Don talked yesterday. <laughs> of course. Um, and uh, and Lulu, uh, coming back to you, um, what, what's uh, what's your takeaway from from the summit? I think um, transparency—that's uh, my biggest takeaway. The transparency, the opportunity to talk and and share your real thoughts, mm-hmm. and also um, you know this all the reflection that we had, uh, you know, the process of of thinking beyond what. The things that we see and and yeah i think that's my biggest takeaway uh, that's amazing uh mike and the, the kind of same question to you really you know uh what would what, um what have you what have you taken away and what do you hope that everyone else has taken away yeah what it, um <clears throat> i talked a little bit about on the panel is you know there are sort of four knowledge areas and i'll, I'll give brandon carson due credit uh, in this area because this, this is his thinking we got to be able to really not just know the business, but we have to understand enough business things from negotiation skills and all of those types of things. The second thing is there's a lot of learning science stuff, but it doesn't matter all the time. We need to know what's important and where to apply it. And, and we all live in that space, but it's those two spaces that are important. Now, technology is moving at you know an increasing rate. We're feeling the jerk factor of that, mm-hmm. but there are technologies outside of learning that we can apply to solve learning problems, not just learning technology. Then the other space that I think is super important is understanding the edge, culture, trust, uh, complex adaptive systems, ecosystems thinking. There's a bunch of things that are outside of our domain, and if we can bring them in and right-size the thinking, it gives us a distinct advantage. So thinking across that sort of magical bend, rotating Venn diagram of that space <laughs> That's that's the ninja brain that I that I think we have. We just need to develop that, and we all have the neuroplasticity with our knowledge networks to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, Liz, uh, what about yourself? What what are you? What have you enjoyed, and what are you going to take away? So I, I've enjoyed this in terms of the independence. You know, you asked what was how is this difference to perhaps some of our normal or some of our other conference types. And the, the thing is, is that we're solution agnostic. We're not beholden. So there are no sponsors like people have volunteered, like, you know, Tim, me, um, Phil Tussing from um, Sourcing Summit. Um, Mike Cohen, we've all, you know, put chipped in to make sure that this could happen so that it would stayed free and that we didn't have to sell anything. Because I think that that is quite often something that I know that we've all been through conferences where you have to, you have to listen to the sales and the constructive discussions are interrupted by that. And so what we really wanted to do is say, hey, face value, how can we bring a unique group of people together that can actually make a difference, make sure there wasn't that stickiness that does happen if if there is an aspect that we need to be selling. So really informing and engaging and getting like ATD and GPI strategies and all the wonderful organizations, I4CP, 
um, supported Red Thread Research were here. So making sure they're part of the mix and didn't feel like, you know, we had to do one particular thing. And so that solution agnosticity and that being, you know, like Lulu said, able to connect just as as co-learners in this space. I think that for me is something I'm really taking away is that was really a beautiful part. And for me, you know, I do the work on co-creation space and that's always been that, that piece of how do we show up to the room to say, we're teaming just like in Cannonball Run. Um, you know, we're, we're that, we're that Dom. <laughs> we're bringing the beauty. We're, you know, to say, okay, how are we getting to that race from Connecticut to California? How are we pivoting? How are we tapping in? And how are we having some fun and some levity along the way? I think that that's the beauty of the, the future of work being, you know, adaptive, social, and at the end of the day, also really, really personal, because each one of us has different needs. So how are we showing up for understanding what those different needs are? That's for me what I'm totally taking away. Um, and uh, kudos on the uh, on the 80s references there. Uh, you know, I refer everybody, if, if, if no one's listened to the, the podcast I did with Liz a couple of, my, a couple of months ago on, on what, what recruitment can learn from 80s movies, it is definitely worth listening to. Uh, there's some really deep cuts in there, uh, um, and, um, and and surprise, you haven't got any Paula Abdul uh, references in either, because that's another kind of top a fave of uh, of Liz's. Um, and this is so. This is a this is a question to to everybody: is um, what do you want to see next? If 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 we if if we, if the if the summit is kind of from from two perspectives, if the summit runs again next year. What do you want to see in the summit next year? And then a broader question, and what do you think for the, the future of learning development is? And I know Michelle talked a bit about the kind of technology piece, but you know, what what does everybody else kind of think? So let's start with whoever wants to kind of shout out. What, where do, where do you want to see the summit go next year? You know, I think it will be interesting because hopefully we'll be post COVID by then, and I think it will be very interesting to see the impact this twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> has had on our our industry and our lives actually and how it has changed everything and um it'll be very interesting i assume we will be virtual again i assume we'll also be free again um because that's the benefit of virtual but i i just kind of i kind of wonder how will the industry have changed uh you know right now we are doing a lot of the live online the virtual um, will we still be doing that? Will people be back in offices? Will people have tried to go back to the the old status quo and it work or not? So I think a lot of that will um, impact what we talk about next year, which is a total unknown right now. Uh, Mike. You know, I would say this. It's, it's not just where next year, it's where from here. And I think it's continuing to be for the community, by the community, and with the community. I mean, I, I think I think that's critical uh, moving ahead. Um, so that's that's what excites me because I think I think the momentum's here. The the love is in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, you can almost smell it. Um, <laughs> uh, and Mike, what about the kind of? I know Michelle talked about the kind of the future of L and D with regards to kind of technology. And what what are you what what are your thoughts on that? Well, we're always going to have more tools at our disposal. We're always going to have 
uh, more more process improvement that we can do. We're always going to have more data. That that's just kind of a given. But the relationship between us and the business and the organization, it, I think that's the most critical thing. We need to be those performance partners that that Michelle mentioned, and we we need to be so good at it, at it where. When we knock on someone's door, they're like, I'm so glad you're here because I really need you and I really need what you do, which means that in, in L&D, we need, probably need to be really good salespeople about why people want to work with us. We probably need to have a lot of connected collaboration. We probably need to be really good at asking the right questions and getting that compelling engagement from every person that we interface with and bringing that energy and life to L&D. Um, it, you know, there are so many comparisons with, with how marketing should do as well. You know, the crossover between sales and marketing and how embedded they should be within a business, understand the business, understand the numbers as well. Now, you want to become accountants, but I think there is a certain amount of, you know, getting yourself much, much cleanly embedded in the business and seen as not just with marketing. We're not, we're, we're not just a coloring in department, you know? With 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 L and D, you're not just teachers. You know, there's, there's there's so much there's so much breadth to it, and there's so it goes it, it, it's so intertwined within the business, and it should be. Um, Lulu, what do you want to see from uh, from next year's summit? Hmm, I want to see action. What happened after this summit, and uh, yeah, what what were the actions that we really uh, take, and uh, also in general, I want to see you know, more L&D leaders that are willing to talk to the business people are also not thinking about them as a, the business uh, people. We are together, so we need to collaborate. So I would like to see, you know, action, uh, collaboration, and also uh, better communication between us, you know, building a real community that embrace each other and we grow together. Uh, and what's your feelings about the future of L&D in general? Hmm, that's a good question. I think um, in general, we need to become better storytellers so we can sell our ideas. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, embrace failure and um, seeing technology as some as the tools that are going to help us, but not as the main uh, point of uh, L&D. And Again. more human-centered. <laughs> Again, it sounds very similar to what what the marketing departments should be doing. Um, yeah, and I and I, I like this idea of kind of you know technology being an, an enabler and not the kind of not a reliance on it. Basically, I think that's that's something that we're kind of I'm picking up. Uh, Liz, you know, what are you? Uh, what do you? What, what do you have plans for for next year? And uh, if so, what are they? Uh, uh, if not, why not? Well, I believe we all made the, the common plan that we're going to be meeting up in Barbados. Uh, in- <laughs> is, that free, is that free as well? <laughs> uh, no, I think that, that we'll actually be asking for sponsors for. <laughs> okay. 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 No, but um, so I'm also, um, so what I'm, I would definitely, I mean, I, I can't believe, like I said, this brain hiccup in July to what we have here today. And I think that the the learning that we've all taken with us as to, um, you know, what does this involve and going into that brave space and, you know, today with the co-creation, um, you know, I was asked by my team, like, 
okay, but you're going to explain how this works. You're going to explain what it doesn't when it doesn't work. I'm like, nope, I'm not. I'm not to, um, it's all part of learning. Uh, we get confronted with things that we don't know what to do. So how do we use our improvisational skills to be able to, you know, I don't want to use the word pivot, but um, oh, no, no. do not use no. the word pivot. Do not, how, do not, do not, do not use that word. But do to not, be able you, to react, okay, here, using our improv skills is one of the most beautiful things that we can do in learning is how do you build upon because the the future of work is not prescriptive. You know, Taylorism didn't really work that well anyway. Um, but it certainly is that we don't have a planned um, economy anymore. And if we haven't learned that yet, then we're never going to learn it. So this aspect of how do we change from within, that's what I'm looking forward to is how are we continuing on from here as we are in those tra transitions um, and so I will definitely be back here. Even if we don't get it to Barbados, we'll definitely dance like we were in Barbados. <laughs> um, and we've been joined by Melissa, who's just kind of joined us just at the last kind of kind of couple of minutes of the uh, of the podcast. So uh, thanks for joining us, Melissa. I'm going to I'm going to direct a quick question your way. Is um, what are your takeaways from being at the summit? What's your kind of what have you learned? What uh, what have you really enjoyed? Uh, so I really have enjoyed meeting everyone. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in Barbados. <laughs> um, I am one of those people that is transitioning into learning and development. I'm coming from a higher education background. And so for me, um, I, I've basically been jumping in with an open mind and trying to really explore all of the different areas and different ways that we can move forward. Um, and some of my big takeaways have really been related to those connections. We talked about um, multiple generations in the workforce and as well as, you know, how do we continue off of this momentum with technology, especially when we've been saying for so long, hey, we can do this, we can integrate technology into pretty much everything we're doing. How can we keep this momentum so it continues moving forward? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you got the thumbs up from Liz. So we, we I think we will, we will agree. I think we all agree. And, uh, and th thanks for your input. That was, uh, that was, that was, that was, uh, that was great. Thank you. Uh, Liz, I think we are, we're coming to the kind of the time up. Um, so any final words before we, uh, we let everybody go. Huge debt of gratitude and just like, like I said, like humble proud. And we, I still have goosebumps. I've had goosebumps the entire week and um, that connection and everyone chipping in with um, not only their time, but their heart effort and, you know, really digging in and, and making those connections. So a huge Huge kudos and a huge thanks to the whole team, to my awesome co-host who I couldn't have done it without. Um, so Suzanne Mulder, uh, Tina Burke, um, Mike Cohen, and then of course Michelle. So here, <laughs> working in the background, and then to say thank you to also to Brandon Carson for bringing such an incredible idea together Sundays. At the kitchen table, you can come up with some amazing things that bring everyone together. Um, and I just want to thank Liz because she spearheaded this whole uh, whole effort. She brought in all these amazing speakers. She did so much organization. So this is really, I think, this is Liz's baby, and it it was awesome. So thank you, Liz. 
So I, I can hear the kind of the, the the music to get everybody off stage, kind of in, in the background, um, <laughs> playing over the top. So um, thank you everybody for for joining me today. This has been the Marketing Rules Podcast from the LND Cares Career Growth Summit 2020. Um, uh, hope you all enjoyed it. I hope to see you all again soon. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it again next year. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. Available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Just search the Marketing Rules Podcast or visit www.themarketingrules.com. To work with James or Thinking Circles, visit www.thinkincircles.com. Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.